The artist's brain is an independent variable. When brought into the everyday world, their senses find meaning in even the most mundane observations. The reaction must only be told by the artists themselves. I'm Loverboy, and this is an experiment. Today's guest is a pop soul artist hailing from New York and now living in Los Angeles. Growing up with a father as a musician and a mother as a healer, you can absolutely see where her soothing yet powerful music comes from. Finding her name in the scene with her unique yet soothing voice and intelligent yet catchy vocals, she has found herself creating with some of today's biggest artists. It wasn't too long ago that she took the leap into the music career that she now has and has absolutely no signs of slowing down. Please welcome today's guest, Molly Moore. Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Of course. Sorry, I messed up that intro a little bit. That's all right. It's very kind. I appreciate so, it. Today, we're talking about what it was like and what it took to really make that leap into making this your career and betting on yourself and your music. Yeah. And from doing my research and from this small, amazing community of musicians that we all live in, I've heard that you went kind of zero to a hundred. You, when, I don't know if it was when you came out to LA or when you were still in New York, but about, what is it, five, six years ago, you went and just started blowing up and finding your own space in the industry and finding a sound that people now try to replicate. How did that start? Where did that come from? <laughs> um, wow. I, uh, it's funny. You never think of yourself like that. I don't, Yeah. But um, I, I, you know, I came out to L.A. when I was 19. I'd already been making demos for like three or four years at that mm -hmm. point. Um, I started trying to write songs when I was like seven. You know, my dad was a musician and taught me piano and guitar and how to structure songs um, from like a really early age. I had poetry and melody ideas in my head. And um I grew up acting from 10 to 18, and then when I came to L.A., I I felt like I had to kind of choose where I was going to put my focus, and, you know, I, was, I had to spend a lot of time just working to pay rent, and so um, in the other time that I had, I, I wanted to make something that I felt proud of, and, you know, auditioning and always, like, a, being, like, like waiting to be granted the opportunity to do what I loved in acting felt like strange to me. Like I felt like I'd spent all this time, but I didn't really have much to show for it. And um, I also, I just wanted to start, you know, expressing myself in music, telling my story. And so at 23, I'd worked every job there was to work. I was doing a lot of background acting and promo modeling and um, I'd waited tables and, um, I basically quit my job. Uh, I quit my job actually at, at 21. Um, I was like, I'm getting a publishing deal. That was not the case. I totally lied to them. And um, I had somebody that was interested in like working with me, not exclusively, but there wasn't going to be an advance tied to that deal. And totally. I was just like, I'm good. Like, I'm going to make music. And um, so I, I did the background acting for a couple of years to support myself. And then I signed my first publishing deal at 23. And, you know, I had a couple songs coming out with other artists. And uh, I'd started independently releasing my own music. And um, and that was really a turning point for me where I was able to make music full time for the first time mm -hmm. in my life. And, um, 
you know, never really looked back. <laughs> so for those of you out there who don't know the difference between a publishing deal and a record deal, is that something you can explain? Yeah. Um, to be simple in the explanation, like publishing is for the actual composition of the song. Um, and then record deals are, you know, for artists to release their music. Yeah. And there's ownership involved in both. But it, a song has like basically two halves of what generates its income and um so for a songwriter a publishing deal is you know a way to collect your money it's a way to meet other people hopefully you know um it's a way to get your music put into you know commercials and tv shows and films and um and it's it's a means to an end for a lot of people to be able to support themselves and get advanced their money and what uh what made you decide that the publishing deal was the right way to go and still being an independent artist? Like to be honest, I didn't feel like I had a ton of other options at that point. I I really just knew that I wanted to make music full time. I loved writing for other artists. I loved being able to develop my own voice as an artist and mm-hmm. um and I I'd, I'd always been spread thin just making ends meet and not having anything extra to put towards, you know, shoots or videos and um promotion and all of that so um i mean it's an expensive (laughs) career you know like everything from mixing to mastering to track fees if you're not producing your own music it's a lot you know um and so i just wanted to be in it i just knew that i wanted to just live and breathe music and it was a um, need at that point, it sounds like it was you just yeah, and and it was an opportunity. Music. I mean, you know, it was a great opportunity at the time, and um, I wanted to meet other writers and be put into sessions and all of it. And so, um, would you say in the long run, it was a good a good thing to do that you met a lot of people that are now friends or, or definitely absolutely. Um, you know, I do, I don't think it was ultimately like the right fit for me, like as a company. Um, but, you know, there were a lot of great th- things about it and um, met a lot of great people. And each, you know, choice, each decision we make, you know, you got to weigh the pros and cons and you got to take risks, I think, you know, in order to pursue anything that you love. That's a big part of this. We're trying to make it and, and we're trying to find um, a group of people to like us enough to to let this be our careers. And as an independent artist, that's that's a lot to, to put on your own shoulders. But it's also the thing that I find from independent artists is the amount of creativity that is theirs is unmatched. And from being an outside perspective on your brand um, and just getting to meet you for the first time today, it's very accurate. There's a lot of people who you look at their brand and you're like, that's a label. They made that. That's not them. Um, yeah. That doesn't seem to be the case for you. You're Molly Moore through and through, which is <laughs> Thank you. very, very impressive. And it's nice to see too, because more people need to have the ability to be themselves. And I think that breaks a lot of artists when you can't. So yeah, that's super cool. I wake up every morning. I'm like, should I be Molly Moore? Yeah, I'm going to be Molly yeah. Moore. <laughs> it's working. It's fun. You, your music is, it sounds like, it sounds original. It sounds, it sounds like the type of thing that people try to make once you've done it. How, how did that start? How did you start making music? My dad was a musician. My mom loved singing and, you know, um, my sister is an artist as well. And it just, it's from as early as I can remember, it was all I 
could dream about doing, yeah. you know. I I remember like my grandparents being like, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" and I was like, "A pop star." Yeah. <laughs> it's like Britney Spears. Um and as I, you know, began to explore it in theater and um my dad gave me vocal lessons when I was really young and um there was just there's just nothing like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even now, you know, and I've been doing it like pretty much full time for like six years. It's um there's nothing there's nothing that really makes me feel whole in the same way mm-hmm. as singing and writing songs and, and being able to express something that I might never get to express otherwise. Yeah. Um and where did you find the look, where did you find the brand? I mean this you you look like nobody I've ever seen before. In <laughs> in such a a fun, unique way. And that's something that I definitely try to do with my life too. That's a big part of it is just being, feeling unique. Um, and your brand is very unique. How did you, how did you find that? Thank you. I, um, I dreamt of having rainbow hair for like years and years. And it actually only ended up happening when I got out of a five-year relationship. And I think that I was afraid of being too like bold or, outspoken there were a lot of you know there were a lot of transformations happening at that time when I was getting out of um that relationship and and I also I was going through like one of the darkest periods of my life like and I needed I became obsessed with rainbows then like I I just loved color I just needed as much of it around me as possible and I think like it was a just you know artists are very sensory driven and aesthetically driven and and our space really creates what we create, you know, like in a lot of ways. And um, I I never loved like wearing a ton of makeup. You know, I was never very good at doing my own makeup. And so for me, I felt like rainbows in my hair were just like it was the coolest thing that I could do to just wake up and feel like me without having to do anything. Like <laughs> it's kind of lazy in a way, but um, I also like – yeah, it 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 just it sounds silly, but it changed everything for me when I started dyeing my hair rainbow. I felt like I could just be me in all of these ways that I I didn't feel like I had um permission to be before. And um That's a special thing to find. And as weird of a place as it might be being in relationships where like you feel like you can't be that person, I feel like a big part of it is when you when you do become that person is that transition period is when you can really find yeah. who you are as a as a person. And it's weird. It's like it's not like the person I was with was telling me don't do these things or don't be who you are, but like something totally. about that dynamic was causing me to not explore and not grow or like, yeah. you know, repress certain things that I wanted to try. And so yeah, it was a very liberating time for me. And um it still is. I still feel like I'm finding out a lot of things about myself, you know. And definitely as an artist and as somebody, I mean, you're you're at my studio, you see that. I love I'm it. A, the vibes are on a hundred. <laughs> I'm a very eclectic person and the way that I dress in the the rooms that I'm in really, really do change my day. Yeah. And that's a big thing that I think people need to see more of in the art industry in general is people who are completely unapologetically themselves. Yeah. And that's going to help the next the next group of musicians or artists be a better version of themselves too. A hundred percent. Did you have issues or was it easy for you to be 
like an individual growing up before the music world? I, um, <laughs> that's a really interesting question. I, I definitely feel like I had a very blessed childhood in so many ways and a really loving family, you know, our dynamic was definitely complicated and, you know, there were aspects to my childhood that I'm unraveling now as an adult, you know, yeah. like tra we all go through trauma and it's, it's kind of fascinating to reflect back after, you know, the first quarter of your life happens. And, um, I think, you know, there were a lot of, hardships I had to overcome and um I definitely struggled with depression and anxiety for a large portion of like my teenage years and um you know I had experiences in school that really made it difficult to be there like I graduated six months early from high school I was like I'm out guys <laughs> um and I think I felt you know a lot of emotions that I didn't necessarily have the tools to cope with or deal with you know absolutely um it's it's only really because of music I think that I've been able to get through any any of that and because I've had like you know a supportive family around me and um and yeah I mean I feel like life's life's crazy man life's life's, life's hard wild. life's easy life's hard life's everything <laughs> it's, it's definitely a trip and it's a weird thing when there's no path either. We're in a weird, a weird part of the world where there is no blueprint. There's not like the whole goal is to do what somebody hasn't done. Yeah. How'd you find your path as far as what your music sounds like? What were your inspirations to get you to a point where you're in this ridiculously high end pop world being in LA and you're making stuff that still doesn't, it, 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 it works in the pop format but it's not the same as everybody else's. It's not yeah. this, this copy and paste. Um, I have a lot of varying influences over the years. Um, ones that come back around and new ones and older ones, you know, um, I've actually, I've been rediscovering one of my favorite bands and listening to all their albums. Um, this band called local natives. They just are like, I grew up on them. Yeah, like when I listened to their first record, it it brings me back to being 18 in New York and having absolutely no idea where my life was going to go. And just all of these feelings that that I it's good to reconnect with. Um, and I mean, every record they've put out is just stunning. Like they're the I think they're honestly the best live live band I've ever seen as well. Oh, I and wish. You haven't seen them? No. Oh my gosh, you have to go see them. I, I, I need to. I saw them I, I for will. the first time at GovBall in New York. Oh my um, gosh. And then I saw them again at the Greek, I want to say like three or four years ago. Um, and they're just incredible. I mean, I also, I grew up loving Aretha Franklin, Britney Spears, yeah. <laughs> um, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, Simon & Garfunkel, my dad loved the Beatles and the Stones, so I really got into them as well. And um, Coldplay, John Mayer, you know, now, like, oh, there's just, there's so many. Yeah. There's so many. That makes sense, though. That makes a lot of um, sense. It's even, a like, Red Hot Chili Peppers and Third Eye Blind. I feel like alternative rock really shaped a lot of, like, how I think about music. Yeah. Um, and... Do you play any instruments? I play a little bit of guitar. 
Awesome. And I need to relearn piano. <laughs> I'm right there with you. It's a um, tough one. Yeah. But I took some bass lessons for a while. Can't say I'm a bass player, but I'd like to be one one day. I also took drum lessons. I just want to be able to, like, play everything someday. Totally. <laughs> you know, like, it's just a life goal. Like, I don't know when I'll get there. But. I feel like it's part of the musician thing is be able to walk into a studio and at least feel like you can sit on every instrument and enjoy yourself yeah i mean when i'm in the room with people like that i'm just like in awe you know <laughs> and um yeah yeah <laughs> what would you say to somebody who is where you were at 10 years ago or eight years ago what kind of advice would you give somebody in order to be willing to bet it on themselves and and take that leap Whew. um you know, there's nobody like you. And it doesn't matter how much you try to emulate other people or what you like. And a lot of what we do as artists is drawing on inspiration from others. But there's really nobody like you. And that's what's special about creativity and art and, you know, consistency and hard work are huge factors in the people that end up in a career in music or don't, you know? Yeah. Um, but to strive to be you in a world that needs a comparison to every other thing to understand, you know, what you are, like, that's when greatness happens, I think. And I'm, I'm still telling myself this, you know? You have to. And... Um, and yeah, like, you know, all the people that told me it was like not going to be easy, like, and really planted that in my head, like they were right, yeah. but nothing's easy. It's not easy to, to, to deny your dreams either. You yeah. know, that's actually a lot harder. <laughs> and, um, and there were times when there are still times on a daily basis where I'm like, what am I doing? Like, you know, and I have doubt and fear and insecurity and like learning that that doesn't mean you can't do something, but it's a part of life's up and downs and to, to just foster a kind relationship with yourself amidst all of the, the multitude of emotions that are presented to us, like in like life and work and everything in between, like, I think that's really the key to survival survival and thriving, you Absolutely. know. Um, I love it. I mean, you, you really did bet it on yourself and bet it on your art. And you seem to still be doing that every day. And, and You never have to – you never get to stop making that choice, yeah. I think, as an, as an artist, especially when there's – when you're not, like – signed to a big company or like have a big team it's like yeah. you literally just have to wake up every single day of your life and find some way of believing <laughs> thank you so so much for coming in here and for talking to me and and there's going to be so many people out there who can find their foot in the ground and find their place in the industry because of of stuff that you've done and and thank you thank you so much for being on here and to everybody listening I am Molly Moore, and this is an experiment. Thank you so much, everybody. The experience is the experiment. <laughs>